Hey friends, welcome back to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Alvarez. Today, you guys, I'm so excited to talk about this particular topic. One of my students asked me how to make a profit. How to make a profit in a salon suite or a salon. Now, if you're thinking of starting a suite or a salon, it's always important to start with the end in mind. Now, before I jump into this episode, I wanted to remind you that on June 22nd at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time, I'm going to walk you through the Pivot to Profit Roadmap. If you're thinking about starting a suite or a salon, join me as I walk through the five different key point areas of your business that you need to focus on and know and understand prior to opening up your salon suite or salon. Now, if you already have a business up and going, but you're feeling stuck, you're feeling like you're not moving the needle in your business and you want to reinvent yourself, it's never too late to start again. And so I want you to join me, save your seat, go into the show notes. There you will find a link that you can save your seat and sign up for this free class. I can't wait and I can't wait to have you join me. Okay, so let's dive into the show. Okay, how to make a profit. Well, we could just say simply spend less than you make, right? But there's a lot more details that go into this. So the first thing that I would suggest is making a list of all your personal expenses. Now, personal, this is, this is nothing to do with your business. It's all about your personal expenses. How much is your mortgage? Or maybe you rent an apartment. I want you to just write out every single thing possible in this list. How much do you spend on average for food? Your phone? How about gas? Do you have a car payment? Do you have utilities that you need to pay for? What about some money for fun? Do you like to go out to eat? Or maybe you have a gym membership? Or maybe you just have a magazine membership? Or um, maybe you want to save your money? What about a loan? Do you have a personal loan? I want you to go through every single thing possible to find out what your personal expenses are. Now, when you total up this amount, this is what you need to generate from your business in order to personally survive. This is really important that we know what that number is. The next thing that we need to do is go through our calculations of what the total monthly projected expenses are. So if you don't have a business yet, you need to project what you will be spending or at least create a budget that you know that you will be able to afford this space and everything inside of it with your budget. So go through and write out all the different things. And in my last podcast, we talked about how much does it cost to start a salon suite. And in this episode, I want us to go through and list out all the different expenses. This is your advertising, marketing. If you have employees and contractors, that could be like 50% right there. Your phone. What about a loan? Did you need to take out a loan so you could do a build out of a salon? Uh, Many people do that and there's nothing wrong with that. What about the products? You've got hair color or skincare, hair care. What about all of your tools? You need cleaning supplies as well. 
maybe you have certain amenities at your salon, such as like snacks and beverages. How much monthly do you spend on that? What about professional fees? Do you have a bookkeeper? Do you have a, a lawyer? How about insurance? Then you have to have your software. Maybe you either own your place or you're renting a place, but yet you have utility bills. And then your, of course, the highest ticket item typically is your rent or the mortgage if you bought your space. Now, I wouldn't advise buying your salon right away if you have never been in business because I think that there's a lot of moving parts and a lot of evolving that happens in your business that you need to hone in first prior to jumping all in and taking that leap of faith. I think that taking that leap of faith can be dangerous because you're kind of leaping into the unknown and I don't think that that's wise. I believe that doing your due diligence, your homework, and getting the ball going by starting out small and growing strong is going to be much more um, profitable for yourself along with you're going to have more wisdom and knowledge going into this. So yeah, jump all in with your eyes wide open and that way you know what you're getting yourself into as, as opposed to jumping all in blindly. So once you calculate the total of your monthly average expenses, yes, there's fixed costs and there's variable costs and this is going to happen in every single business, but I want you to at least get the average monthly expenses. When you total this up, this is what number you have to make in your business in order just to cover your business expenses. So my point is, is making these two different lists is this is the break-even number. Let's say that you personally need to make $5,000 in order to cover all of your expenses personally. And let's say that your monthly total expenses for your salon, your salon suite or your salon business, maybe that number is 5000 as well. So that would mean that you have to generate $10,000 a month just to break even, just to cover yourself for your personal expenses and just to cover your business expenses as well. Now, if you're wanting to actually make it profitable, you're going to want to obviously make more than $10,000 a month to cover your personal and your monthly and then have some extra money left over. I mean, you're going to want to reinvest into your business as well. And there is budget benchmarks that you could create so you know how much per, what percentage of the sales that you did that you could read re-put that back into the business because guess what? If you've used up your color for your clients, you still need to reorder that color in order to have supplies to service next month's clients. So you have to have a definitely a tight budget and you have to have a system in place that you can implement so you are constantly running on track. It's important that you remain top of your game and in top of your mind with these numbers. Now, speaking about numbers and what to actually look at, there is three different categories that I think are really important that we need to track, and that's your average ticket, guest retention, and retail. So 
if you can focus on increasing your average ticket, this is where really the magic can happen. Because since we're in the service industry, we trade time for money. And so we either need to have more clients or we need to increase that average ticket. So I personally would rather increase my average ticket than increasing my headcount. Um, that to me means that I'm working extra hard. So I would dig deep into your tracking sheets and figure out what your average ticket and to figure out what your average ticket is, you need to uh, divide your services divided by how many clients you see. And that would be your average ticket. So if this is $100 as your average ticket, you would want to figure out what ways you can increase this. So the way that I would recommend is list all of the additional services that you could be offering your guest in every single guest, whether that is eyebrow waxing, conditioning treatments, a lip plumping treatment, anything that is, it doesn't cost you a lot of money and it doesn't take a lot of extra time. But maybe it's a service that's like anywhere from $10 to $20. So even if you increased your average ticket by $10, that would be $200 extra a month or within the year, $2,400 that you're going to be increasing your profits just by offering your guest an additional service. You know, think about the what McDonald's always does. Would you like fries with that? They're constantly upselling. So what's wrong with us upselling? I mean, how many people have gone to McDonald's and have, um, they asked, would you like fries with that? And you said, yes. Um, many of us have, right? And so I think that we also have to have the same mentality of, we just need to offer this. Look, some of your clients are going to say no, but for every no, you're closer to a yes. Get in the habit of just asking. I think you will be surprised the clients that say, yes, I do want that. And if it, if this means that you're going to be more profitable, then why wouldn't you take that second to just ask them, hey, Mary, since you're getting your hair color today, would you like a conditioning treatment? It's $10. And just leave that sentence like that and let them respond. Yes, I would or no, I would not. And it doesn't, you know, it, I think that it's really important that we give that full guest experience to our guests. We need to maximize the experience behind the chair. And by doing this, it's by increasing your average ticket, finding out different things that you could be offering your guests. And now there's even extra things that you could be talking about as well that are really big ticket items that could really help you move the needle. How many of you are offering extension services or smoothing treatments? You know, I think that we need to look beyond our, our standard services. What are like the most popular services that people get um, at the salon? Haircuts, color touch-ups, blowouts, those are our top selling items as far as quantity goes. But there's other things that really help move the needle like our smoothing treatments and our hair extension business as well. So by implementing that conversation to our guests and turning them into even a really big ticket item 
can be extremely profitable. If you could have 10 clients and of those 10 clients, you turned that that mini color touch-up now into a hair extension client who also wants to get smoothing treatments, that one client went from spending maybe, let's say $75 a month to now she's spending $300, $500 a month. And just thinking about ways that you can truly, honestly serve them. How can you transform their image to the max? And I want us to get in that mindset for our guest. The next one I want to talk about is our guest retention. This is super important because if you're spending money on advertising to get new people in, you want to make sure that your return on investment, your ROI, is being profitable. You don't want to be putting money out there and either one, not getting people to come into the door, getting foot traffic, and two, you don't want those clients to come in the salon, have an experience, and then never return. You need to make sure that there's no leaks in your business. Now, the industry average, which this is like embarrassing low in my mind, is that we are only retaining 30% of new clients coming in the door. That's sad because if you're spending a ton of money on advertising and maybe you even have like a referral um a referral program in your salon. If you have a referral program in your salon, which you should, what what's happening when these new clients are coming in? Where are we dropping the ball? Why is this not higher? I believe that we really need to focus on getting that, that number up higher. Now, how do you calculate your guest retention? A guest retention and rebooking, yes, goes hand in hand. However, I do believe that we need to see that new guest three times to actually say that they're a loyal client of our salon. And so we need to be very diligent about tracking these guests. Now, I believe that it's important that you create some type of incentive that gets them to come back in the door, whether it is a special offer or a free offer. Um, You could even... um, you know, this is where I would say discounts are okay because you're trying to get that person back into the door and you're trying to get them to make sure that you are wowing them and showing them all the different possibilities that you can offer for them. I think it's extremely important that we hone in on our consultation skills and that we really take the time to understand what this guest's previous experiences have been like that is causing this person to jump from salon to salon because you don't want that to happen to to them again. And maybe even put that out there. People, People want to save other people, right? So if you said, you know, Mary, I understand this is your first time here. Can you share with me some of your experiences that you've had at previous salons and what made you decide to stop going to them? And hear her out and find out what she didn't like. Maybe it was, you know, I kind of felt like I was always pushed to the side because there was so many people that this guest, this client, I'm sorry, the stylist was trying to fit in. Meaning that person has been overbooking themselves, maybe triple booking themselves. And now Mary feels like she's not valued. And so she leaves that salon. So it's important to know why are these people leaving? Because 
it's a if you listen to what the clients are asking for, what they're wanting, you're really it's helping you grow your business. So you know, you know what? Clients don't like this. They don't want to play musical chairs. They don't want to feel like they're sitting there for an extra 25 minutes with color on their head because you want to squeeze in a haircut. They don't want to feel that way. But whatever reasoning why they left that previous salon, really listen to it to figure out what can I do to make sure that this guest doesn't leave me. And, and like I said, maybe even say, Mary, my fear is that I take really good care of you today, but you're going to jump again from salon to salon. And I want to make sure that that doesn't happen for you here because we really value every single person that comes into our chair. I think by just saying that and letting her know that that she is important, this is her first time, and you've got that one first time chance to really wow them with your compassion and your understanding, and that you really want to hear her out and be able to take care of her to the fullest. So make sure that when your this new guest comes in, that she feels really welcomed, she feels safe, she feels understood, and I would really take the time to not only do a super thorough consultation, but also make really thorough recommendations. So make sure that you are keeping track of each single person that comes into the salon. <clears throat> make sure that they are rebooking their appointments and that you're keeping track of how many visits that they came in for. Maybe even create something for the first three times that they come in that you give them something special. Let's say um, for her next appointment, you are going to give her a free eyebrow wax. For her third appointment, you're going to be giving her $25 off her next her, her third service. Create some type of incentive to get her back in the door and get excited to try new services. Maybe if you have a team of people that you are also promoting their businesses as well and cross-promoting and get her to understand every single item that you offer on the menu. I can't tell you how many times clients... <clears throat> don't even know what you even offer. If they're coming in for a haircut, maybe they think that's all you know how to do. They don't know you know how to do updos or makeup or extensions or smoothing treatments. They don't know that you have other service providers there, if you do, that offer different services like facials or waxing. People don't know unless you talk about it. So it's important that we need to almost give them like a tour of your business and Show her all the different ways that you can provide services for them. And my next thing that I want to talk about is your retail. And what's so important about retail is retail equals retention. And you want that guest retention. So by talking about retail, making the correct recommendations for that guest, that means that that guest is more likely to stay with you. And the more products that they take home, the more likely that the percentage goes up to like 90% that they're going to come back into the salon. And that's also if you wow them with your, the customer service, right? So to create loyalty, you need to be talking about retail. Retail equals retention. And so even though she's a new guest, I don't want you to like, talk about products the entire time, you need to have that balance of conversation. Otherwise, it definitely does sound like you're pushing the products. But 
it's kind of like double dutch, you know, like that jump roping game. Like when are you going to jump in to talk about something? And maybe you have it broken down into a system. It's got to work for you. It's got to work for your personality. But maybe you speak about things in the beginning during the consultation. You talk about the products at the shampoo bowl. You talk about the products when you're actually cutting her hair, doing a color service. Then you talk about it during the styling process as you're actually using the products. And then you recap at the very end. But you don't have to give the whole spiel of the products. So let's say she, during the consultation, she tells you that she feels like her hair is lifeless. It's limp. Okay, so that is an indication that she needs lightweight products and she needs bodybuilding products, right? So during the consultation, you could say, I understand that you're feeling that way with your hair. I personally have the best products that you can take home today that will help you. And I'll tell you a little bit about more of those later. And so you're like giving her planting the seeds of like, I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to recommend you something. You're already telling her that there's something that's perfect for her problems. You have a solution for it. She can take it home today. And I believe that when you break up the conversation that way, as opposed to saying, hey, I have this Davines Valu shampoo. It's made up with this, these ingredients and this is how you use it. I think if you go into a very long sales pitch from the very beginning, that's a turnoff. And I feel like people can like smell that from a mile away. So make sure you shorten up the conversation of products and break it out evenly into your business. I feel like that's the best approach to speaking about products. And then at the shampoo bowl, if you're shampooing her hair, that's when you can talk about again. Mary, can you smell this fragrance? This is that shampoo I was talking about. It's called Valu. And just by saying what the product is and kind of getting her into the five senses of the product, um, actually probably I'd say four because you don't want her to taste it, <laughs> but using the shampoo and just saying, smell that, it smells amazing because I, I guarantee that your products you're using at your salon, I bet they smell really great. And by smelling a product, that really encourages the se- the sale as well. So get in a habit of recommending th- at least three products. Maybe even go to the, the distance of speaking about five different products and then at the very end saying, these are the products that I would recommend for you. Which three would you like to take home today? Maybe even specifically saying, which three would you like to take home today? Because that's your goal. You want her to take three. If you introduce five, she's, she is likely to take three home. So I want us to get really detailed oriented and intentional with our retail, especially with new clients. Now you want to create consistency every single time with every single guest. So if you've seen her now for 10 years, Ask yourself, if you've seen the client for several years, are you still doing this for them? Are you still giving them a thorough consultation? Are you still doing your recommendations and switching things up? And I live in Chicago, Illinois area. Our seasons are pretty dramatic, which means our hair, our skin needs different ingredients to um, deal with the climate change. When was the last time that your guest changed up her her regiment at home. I think it's time. I would go even to the distance to every single time recommend something different. 
just because people can get bored with the products that they're using, maybe bored with the fragrance. People like to try different things, different new things, and you want to constantly make sure that you're creating enthusiasm and excitement behind every single product because, right, you've got the best products in town. You're using the absolute top shelf best products on the market for your clients specifically. Make sure that you're talking about it all the single, every single time, every single appointment. What I don't want, and this is what happens often to a lot of hairstylists, at least I know, is that we get complacent. We get we get bored with ourselves. We get bored with our products. And we need to continue to educate ourselves because that's where the inspiration and excitement returns to our soul. And this is when our dialogue of, of how we're describing something, how we are prescribing something, we can create more excitement, more enthusiasm, which will generate more sales. Now, the average retail to service, meaning how many products you sold versus the service total number that you have given, our industry standards is low. Right now, right now, according to my sales rep, most salons are averaging 7%. 7%. That is nothing, you guys. And we need to think about retail differently because if you are going to be an owner, you have a 50% typically profit margin, meaning you don't need to see more clients. You don't need to take really more time to do any more services. But if you take the time to talk about retail and you are able to increase your retail to service, that right there is increasing your profits without seeing more clients. So I want you to create a goal. My goal for you would be 20%. If you could do 20% retail to service, you're good. But if you can at least keep in mind that it's it's imperative that you sell three products to new clients, their first visit, every time that client uses those products, they think of you. When they love those products as well, they're going to come back to you because they love their new hairstyle or they loved the facial and they love the products that you sent them home with. And it's a reminder of who recommended those products. So you also want to make sure that you are budgeting that yes, even though that you're selling those products, you do need to reinvest those products back into your salon, but that profit margin is there. And so it needs to be at the highest priority of this profit for your business. So in conclusion, if you want your business to be profitable, you need to pay attention to what is coming in the salon, your sales, your retail, your services, your retail, and then what's going out, all of your expenses. So it's important that you have some type of platform that you're using that you can track your profit and loss statements because this is like a cash flow type of business. And we need to make sure that we are focusing on what our total gross sales are versus how much is going out the window on expenses. You need to be tracking this and your tracking sheets weekly. You have to keep this on your mind at all time and know where your money is going and what that cash flow is like. So 
most important numbers to watch is your average ticket, your client retention, and your retail to service. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode about how to make a profit. If you were thinking about starting a suite or a salon, just a reminder, I'm just so excited to introduce to you the Pivot to Profit Roadmap, June 22nd at 11 a.m. Go to the show notes. Make sure to save your seat. You do not want to miss this. If you are on, if it's in your heart that you want to open up a business, I want you to join me. There will be some information, key points, key areas that are going to be extremely important for you to know prior to opening up your doors. And if you're already in business and you're feeling like your business is not making profits, if you're not growing, then your business is dying and you need, need to join me for this class. It's a free class, June 22nd at 11 a.m. All right, guys, until next week, I want you to stay positive. I want you to take great care of your clients. Keep dreaming big and we'll see you next week. Hey friends, thanks for being a part of the Beauty Business Game Changer podcast. If you liked this episode, make sure to subscribe. And if you love this podcast, I would so appreciate to get a review from you. And there's more ways that we can connect as well. Send me a voice message and tell me where you're at in your business and how I can help you through this podcast. Thanks so much for being a part of this. And until next time, you can be the game changer.